Hey, I'm Alan Lilienthal, and you're listening to Port of Entry, where we tell cross-border stories that connect us. This is another one of our Border Voices bonus episodes. These are going to be shorter stories where we spotlight people that identify as fronteriza, transborder, binational, or simply have had some kind of special relationship with the U.S.-Mexico border. We'll be back with a full new season about cross-border love stories very soon. All right, so meet Ebony. I like talking to her because, like me, she is a true optimist. A lot of things in this world are really messed up, but like in my core, I know like I'm an idealist and I have faith in people. Ebony Bailey's unrelenting faith in people is part of what drives her to do what she does. She's a filmmaker who makes these really beautiful documentaries about how different cultures mix and the beauty that comes from that. And yeah, 2020 has been rough for her, probably you, me, and lots of people. But Ebony says she can't help but see some of the good in the bad. We can make the world a better place, which sounds like kind of cheesy, but I really think that it really can be possible. And I just see like instances of that, even with like the protests and the uprisings or just how people have treated each other. People are considering their neighbors more during the pandemic and things like that. Those things like really do give me like esperanza or like optimism. Right now, Ebony lives in Mexico City. She just completed graduate school for film. And she says in Mexico, sometimes her black skin brings unwanted attention. Most people assume she's either a tourist or one of the thousands of black migrants passing through the country in recent years on the way to cross into the US. I have had some aggressive experiences too, especially with migration. A specific experience I had was in Tijuana when I was traveling from Mexico City in the airport to Tijuana. Every time I take this national flight, there is always someone there who stops me and asks me for my passport. And it always happens. They never ask anybody else for their passport. They always stop me. And usually it's just like, oh, can I see your passport? Okay, yeah, bye. And I always know why they stop me. But the last, I think it was the last time that I went to Tijuana, I remember like getting past the point where they usually stop me and, and thinking like, wow, they didn't stop me this time. <laughs> and I was like almost out the door and then he like whistled at me and called me back. And I was like, no, oh, I didn't make it through this time. I thought I was, but he called me back and then he said, are you coming from Haiti? And I said, no, I came from Mexico City. And he's like, where are you from? Where are you from? It's actually a question Ebony gets a lot. Sometimes the question bothers me, but it's also like I kind of get it. But for a lot of Afro-Mexicans, it's a question that really bothers them because they're born and raised here. And so to be constantly like pegged as a foreigner is like something that just gets really annoying because it's a constant. If it happens like once in a while, it's okay. But when it's a constant, it's like, oh, otra vez. <laughs> Ebony isn't Afro-Mexicana. She didn't grow up in Mexico, and she's not sure if it's her forever home yet. Sometimes people will call me Afro-Mexican, and I don't mind if they call me that, but also, like, it's not my context. My context is different, and I don't want to take up space, or I don't want to take up, like, a narrative that I grew up in that context. Instead, Ebony's context is the U.S. She grew up here. Her mom is Mexican, and her dad is black, so she identifies like this. We're black and we're Mexican, so we're Blacksican. 
Ebony grew up mostly in a predominantly Mexican town in Central California. And she says kids in her school made it hard for her to feel like she ever fully fit in. They made me feel very different. They would like make fun of me in Spanish, thinking that I wouldn't understand what they were saying. But she did understand. She speaks perfect Spanish and feels just as Mexican as she does African-American. The other kids just weren't able to see her Latina side. And now that Ebony is living in Mexico City, she's again coming across that same kind of othering she felt growing up in rural California. I'm so used to like being different. So like in Mexico, I'm also more visible because there aren't, well, as they say, no hay negros in Mexico, they say that. It's not true, but they say that. But there aren't as many black people in Mexico either. And on one hand, it is like jarring when people try to ask me to touch my hair or anything like that. Um, but on the other hand, it's like I'm so used to it because I've always been used to being like different and being like the only black person here. Okay, it's time for a quick break. When we come back, how Ebony uses her own life experiences to guide her filmmaking. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Ebony is drawn to stories like her own. I like telling stories on like intercultural, cross-cultural type things. A few years ago, while studying in Mexico City, she stumbled on just the kind of cross-cultural story she loves. I was reading La Jornada, which is like one of the national newspapers in Mexico, and I saw photos of migrants at the border, and all of the migrants were black. And I was like really curious, because like, oh, there's more black people here in Mexico? Because at the time, I didn't have any of my, my friends or anything. Like, I wasn't really, um, this was like my first few months in Mexico, so I hadn't met like the Afro community here yet. From there, I got more interested in the, in the topic and I decided to do my final project on black migrants in Mexico. Ebony's film about Haitian and other black migrants in Tijuana is called Life Between Borders. Realmente es un milagro, ¿no? Para ellos, este, llegar a la frontera norte. The documentary introduces black migrants. It explains the economic, political, and environmental turmoil they fled, and how they ended up at the border. La verdad es una nueva migración. Es un fenómeno nuevo que está viviendo México. Con la llegada de Donald Trump al poder, entonces ahorita le cuesta mucho trabajo para ellos, y también después de la decisión que fue tomado Obama el 22 de septiembre de este año, eh, suspendió la visa humanitaria. Por eso hoy en día están varados eh, los haitianos. Ebony saw some of her own struggle for identity in the black migrants she met while making her film. She stayed in touch with some of them and has felt super connected to Tijuana ever since. I feel like Tijuana is one of my homes one time, one of my friends did did one of these um, these memes where it's like, write on my comments and I'll tell you which city you are. And so I wrote on the comment and my friend told me, oh, you're Tijuana because you're like in between. Like, not only are you like in between black Mexican, but you're also in between Mexican American. And 
that's how I feel when I'm in Tijuana. Like, I feel like I identify a lot with it because it's, like, such, like, an in-between city. Like, a lot of people in Tijuana speak, also speak fluent English and things like that. And it just see, it feels so fronteriza. What's his name? George Floyd! What's his name? George Floyd! Back in May, when the Black Lives Matter protests started rolling across the U.S. in response to the murder of George Floyd, Ebony felt like she should be there, on the streets with her fellow Black Americans protesting against systemic racism. But then after a few days, I started thinking like, well, how can we make a difference here in Mexico? Or how can we like, aterrizar esto a Mexico? Como bring this back to Mexico? Or how can we use this opportunity for Mexico and Mexicans and Black people in Mexico to reflect on racism here. So I went to the US Embassy in Mexico just to see like if there was anything going on. There was a poster there that said, Mexico, enfrenta tu racismo, which means Mexico, confront your own racism. So I thought that that was like a really powerful statement. When all of this stuff was happening, like a lot of people in Mexico were saying like, oh yeah, there, racism is like such a problem in the US and everything about the US. And then I remember like a lot of my friends saying like, yeah, they're making they're saying racism is such an issue in the US, but but they're not even looking at racism in their backyard. Like there's also racism in Mexico too. Ebony started thinking about the black migrants she met while making her film in Tijuana. And she thought about a Haitian migrant who died in police custody earlier in the year in the city, and how completely eerie it was that he had called out No puedo respirar or I can't breathe. The same exact thing George Floyd said months later, right before he died. So that's why Ebony reached out to her friends at Espacio Migrante in Tijuana and did what she could from afar to help organize the border town's first ever Black Lives Matter protest. There's this like narrative of, you know, there's no racism in Mexico because we're all mixed. And I think that like, there's a lot of denial of racism here and denial of racism is racism. So I guess that's like a disadvantage in the sense in comparison to the US because I feel like there isn't as much denial. I feel like everybody, I think everybody in the world knows that there's racism in the US. And in Mexico, I think that people are gonna have to just be aware that it exists before they can start or we can start like chipping away at the systems and, you know, dismantling it. Detrás de la historia de la flor de Jamaica, hay un pasado oscuro. O más bien, un pasado negro. Ebony's most recent film is called Jamaica y Tamarindo. La Jamaica y el Tamarindo me traen recuerdos súper bonitos porque, pues desde que era pequeña, mi vida ha estado dividida entre la Ciudad de México y la Costa Chica de Guerrero. In the film, she focuses on the hibiscus flower and tamarind fruit two iconic ingredients found in drinks and sweets all across Mexico. She explores their history, showing how Jamaica and Tamarindo are actually contributions from the country's Afro-Mexicano population. Esta ciudad fue tomada, fue destruida, fue modificado el paisaje, y todo eso se hizo con mano de obra. Esta mano de obra se trajo de África. Ebony's inner optimist hopes her films are making an impact. 
helping identify and give a voice to black people who live in Mexico. This whole like notion that there aren't black people in Mexico can lead to like really dangerous consequences. Like for me, in that instant with migration, I got out because of my passport, but I know of people like what about what about actual Haitian people or people from other countries who won't be able to just like leave and say, give me back my passport, I'm going to go. A lot of Afro-Mexicans who fly on a plane and authorities don't believe that they're Mexican. They don't believe that they have a Mexican passport. They think it's a fraud. So, which has also happened to me too, where people don't believe that my passport is my passport. But at the end of the day, I know that I have like an extra layer of protection. Yeah, it just makes me want to like get these stories out more. I met this woman in a screening I did in Fresno who's from Guerrero and she was saying how she had a, an Afro-Mexican friend who was very dark. I remember she told me she was very, very dark and people would ask her, is she from Africa? And I would say, no, she's Mexican. But I didn't know about Afro-Mexicans. I didn't know about Afro-Mexicans until seeing your film. And now I know about Afro-Mexicans. And if people ask me about my friend, I'm gonna say she's Afro-Mexican. And I thought that was just really cool um, that like she she knew now and that she knew how to treat her friend and like how her friend would want to be identified and I thought that that was really cool too. You can see some of Ebony's films at ebonybailey.com and if you have a border story you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. Call 619-452-0228 and leave a quick voicemail telling us who you are, where you live, and how the U.S.-Mexico border has changed your life. I'm your host, Alan Iliental, and you can find more Port of Entry episodes online at portofentrypod.org. Thank you for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.